What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. This is the ultimate podcast. Yeah, it's the ultimate podcast with the ultimate level of enthusiasm. You heard that guy. You heard that guy going, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to do this again. This is the ultimate podcast. Yeah, there we go. Where you need to be. This is where I'm at. Right now, this is This is the level that we're going to continue to have if we want to get that, like, YouTube thumbnail clickbait. Like, you got to realize the the people- You have explosions, too. The people who do the pog face in every thumbnail, they at least match the energy. They have really shitty content where they're basically saying nothing like, for ten what's minutes. What's up, guys? But Welcome they, back they at to least fucking... put, it's hard. It's hard as a, as a podcaster. It, it makes me want to die every single time. I'm excited when I'm not actually excited. So you got to realize well, it's like those people don't work. have like nine to five jobs, so it's like they're not like soul crushed. So I they guess. can just be like, oh, but it's a Saturday. Like, oh, times. I guess no. You, did you work today? No, I just had like no a fucked up schedule none okay you better be extremely excited i don't pay you to to be yeah, dull on the podcast i don't pay you at all that um i'm gonna pretend sam is like super abusive against me oh my <laughs> yeah that's it's gonna be the uh the dana finally getting out of a toxic relationship with his co-host uh year that's that's 2022 i mean speaking of toxic honestly i i feel a little bad and i also feel like we're gonna be framed in a terrible light because of this but uh yes happened? we did definitely clickbait pokimane in the previous episode and it worked out to our advantage however can i stop you for a second yes it's not pokimane it's pokemon no her name is like people don't really everyone says it wrong she just never quotes anybody because she's because her name is iman i thought it's pokemon i thought she's gucci Mane's sister no it's it's pokemon it's just that everyone says it wrong I just want to say, yes, Pokimane was watching some stuff and she got banned and I think she's unbanned now and that drama has passed because the thing is, now everyone who is like, oh, there's like an actual legitimate misogynistic drama against Pokimane and I want to, we are not misogynists. What is, what is his name? Jay Dillon or whatever? I, I think that he, she's a stupid duty head. You're not, no, I don't think she's a stupid duty head. I think that she's a legitimately good streamer who, who happened to maybe not make content that I was up with. No, so I, so to be, to, to be honest, I didn't see this whole Jay Dilla drama. Um, can you actually say what happened to me? Yes. And I know that people want to hear us talk about the game and this is by far the least important thing in the world, but essentially it's some like streamer important. was saying like, oh, if you watch Pokemon and, and you think that she's going to be, uh, your, your boyfriend, let me tell you, you're wrong. And then he like did a hate raid against her. And then like, because oh. he did a hate raid he so got like, banned and then like people were saying like shit. oh pokimane saying that he's a misogynist for like telling people that men only watch her because they want to date her it's like yeah he kind of is and then like basically people were saying that pokimane sucks and it's like no it's there's a whole situation and it sucks anyway it sucks we want to apologize to, to, to be fair, it, uh, i i think it's very difficult to be like a like large female creator on the internet because you just have to deal with like literally incels 24 7 pretty much um, if you could see like the messages that people send to them and things like that it's fucking terrible and like yeah we meme and stuff like that but like pokemon pokemon is definitely a genuinely um fantastic content creator so with that out of the way i do actually want to talk about before we get into the game about the uh the scenario we were talking about before where streamers getting banned for watching like yep. legitimately copyrightable uh tv shows i just I realized after our conversation that like Twitch watch parties exist. They literally made a feature so people yeah. didn't have to to go so against DMCA and actually their were able to. Mentality is that it 
lowers their viewership yeah, exactly. because you have to have Amazon Prime. But, That's why they're not doing it. Yeah, the, the, there's there's a feature on Twitch called Watch Parties where anyone with Amazon Prime is able to watch Amazon Prime uh, content with the streamer. And yes, whenever you do a watch party, because not everyone is from the U.S. and not everyone in the U.S. has Prime, uh, there's a significant dip in your viewers. But like the fact of the matter is like. Twitch is literally giving people legal outs to do this, and people are still yeah. too spoiled in order to to I just mean, make it, their own to, content. It's I, really I silly. I kind of like I kind of three sixty'd my view on this. Um, every streamer should be breaking as many rules as possible because first, the first DMCA you get, and none of these people have ever gotten DMCA before, is just going to be like a two day ban or whatever, and then they get banned for two days. They come back with increased viewership, and they can play off the drama and they make more money off of it. So just like. From a business perspective, it literally makes more money to just, like, do this. I guess, so. until you're the one streamer where they decide to actually, like, uh, <laughs> do do something bad, too. Like, it's like, oh, you know what? Now is the time we decide. To, like, I, I feel like that actually happened with, like, hot tub streamers where, like, everyone was getting, like, two-day bans. And then all of a sudden, like, one streamer got a permaban and it's like, oh, I guess this is over. I, I guess. Is still, everyone still does it, though. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is you're rolling the dice and uh, Naruto wasn't even that good of a sh- no okay so all you're what? all i'm saying you is you're rolling the me? dice naruto is like top three yeah, i'm i'm revising it don't worry all i'm saying is you're rolling the dice and death note isn't even worth it to to get banned over because that show kind of sucks Dude, after death the Note's- second half after no, the second good. half there's no reason to watch the second half of death note it was not worth like it. it and speaking of death note what did we play this week <laughs> transition 10 <laughs> yeah. out of 10 uh so we actually played a game that for one, it completely surprised me. Um, we played Res for the Dreamcast. For those who don't know, Res is a like rail shooter created by the same people who created one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Luminous. Can we? Can we actually? Can we? Can we go back a little bit? Because uh, oh. I I know that we both have a lot to say about this, but let me just say, we, last last week I was like, I'm not going to say whatever we played, but we played we picked a Dreamcast game this week, or I guess this yeah. period of two weeks. And let me just say, this was a bit of a. Uh, tumultuous tumultuous this was a bit of a difficult uh saga i my original pick was space channel 5 and space channel 5 part 2 i thought we could do a two-parter episode because we had a lot of time and the Both issue were short. the issue even though uh i i am familiar with space channel 5 and uh, i really wanted to play it is that dana unfortunately doesn't have a dreamcast and dreamcasts are like 80 dollars right now and also every single dreamcast like breaks immediately because they have a terrible like disc reading system that like inherently breaks after a couple years of use so essentially dana had to emulate it and uh while he does legally own the copy of the game unplayable and he ripped the copy of the game and he played it on emulator space channel 5 like a lot of older rhythm games is imperfect but is made even more imperfect as dana said unplayable just due to the fact that there's input delay like explain your experience playing space channel 5 i mean it's a matter of it's like it's like up up down and you're like up up miss 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 and it's just like yeah it it literally impossible it, it just doesn't to get feel test, good. stage one so i think that we will one day uh play space channel 5 part one and part two uh at, at some point but i don't know how it's gonna work maybe i'm gonna like bring a dreamcast to dana's house when i see him like four years we'll see and, and we'll it, play it We'll, we'll play it. Yeah, the Space Channel 5 Part 2 is on uh, Steam, but it's only in Japanese. It's kind of insane. Yeah, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, <sighs> But anyway. Oh, but we played, so instead we played Res, which is kind of a different type of game. Um, it made by the same guy, though. Space Channel 5. It is by the same person? Yeah, Space Channel Obviously, 5. it's made by them and uh, Luminous, which is like one of my like favorite games of all time. 
Uh, and this game reminds me a lot of Luminous. It's a uh, like a musical on rail shooter. It's not like the hardest game in the world, but everything is like tied to like beats and music. And like when I say like the music in this game is fucking amazing. Uh, and uh, it actually this game ages pretty fucking well. Like for a Dreamcast game from the original 3D area, it actually looks pretty fucking good. Let's, let's we got to back up like seventy five steps. You're you're going way too into it. I will I will say. Yeah, it is like a musical rail shooter, but I almost I, I don't even want to say that it's like musical and that everything goes to the music. I feel like this game and also Luminous to a certain extent, which is the other game by the, the developer that's like super well known, is that like it's almost like a generative uh, musical experience. Like not everything goes to the music, but like whatever you do, they like somehow translate that into like an additional beat that goes with the yeah. song that's happening. Like in a, in a certain way, it's like generative in that like it's not perfect. Like sometimes you'll like shoot an enemy and then like it'll it'll be slightly off beat, but it will still go enough to the music that you're kind of jamming along the way. Yeah, and well, I, it, it, it's like you can like tap along almost to the music as you're like you're like. Ba 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 ba. As you're like you're hitting enemies and stuff like that, and you're like jamming along because it's like going like beating to the music and stuff like that. Yeah, like the the way that it works, like when you shoot an enemy, there's like a little bit of a delay until the enemy actually gets killed, and they'll make sure that if you shoot successive enemies, that delay will happen on beat and stuff like that. But it's ironic in that like we love a game with uh we love two games that are both uh, actually I did you love this game? Did you like this game? Oh, I love this game. This yeah, game I love like one of my favorites. Actually, I, I love this game as well. But uh, it's ironic that we love this and Luminous, which have very generative musical elements, and we we hated Fuser. Basically, Fuser for for the previous Fuck generation, you. right? You you got to mix you, you got to mix the beats. You got to make your. Can't you do like record scratches in Fuser and like add some like stupid like uh? You could do a lot of stuff in Fuser. Yeah, but there's like no gameplay in Fuser though. I don't know. I don't. The thing is, the reason why I picked this game, and I guess Dana was talking a lot about this game, and I'm just steamrolling him. It's fine. He. Dana loves being steamrolled. It's he's he's a masochist in that way. But uh, the reason why I picked this game, Cleveland I'm sorry. Steamer. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me a little yeah, bit? Why did you pick this game? The reason why I picked this game was just due to the fact that I heard so many weird things about. First of all, I'm I'm surprised I've even heard of this game. I feel like no one I know has ever heard of or played Res. I'll just say that up, I have up front. heard of this game because I I had um a issue of Game Pro back in the day, which was a magazine for gaming or whatever, and there was a huge ad for this game, and I I was like, oh, this looks cool. I just never played it, so I've heard of this game. Yeah, and I've I've heard of this game, and I basically only heard that it looked cool, and like I got really conflicting like description. Like I heard people say this game was indescribable. I heard people say this was the best game ever made. Uh, like in the context of like when it was released, et cetera, et cetera. Like I basically knew nothing about this game except that it was good, it was cool, and that like no one could describe it to me. So I was like really excited to finally understand what Res was. And yeah, I came out of this. I'm not gonna say it's the best game ever made, but I'm gonna say this is one of like the best games I've played in the last five years. We played a lot of very good games. Yeah, like I, I, this I would is, absolutely agree. This is a short rail shooter, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not too difficult, like some shmups that we've played, and yeah. it was enjoyable from front to back. Like as you were saying, this is like a every musical inch of this game was fun, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I feel like they very much intended it for to be a compact experience that's replayable and didn't overstay its welcome. So, yeah, let's get into the gameplay a little bit. Each yep. stage 
is it's a rail shooter. It plays like a rail shooter. The the twist is that uh, everything is sort of musical in nature, sort of choreographed to the music. Enemies come out to the music, and you could shoot them as you please, and it makes those sounds that you're you're hearing in the background. Each stage can take consists of ten sub stages. When you uh, hit this one item, it brings yeah, you to like the a next special stage. block or something. Yeah, it's a special block for like uh, what what was the word it used for uh, analyzing? Like each each time you analyze a, a certain block of the level, it makes the music more intense, and therefore yeah, the level yeah, gets yeah. more intense with it. Eventually, like, it's crazy. Like yeah. you're, you're eventually getting to the point where you're just like like it's like super intense and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it eventually gets to a point where you are um, here, you're at a boss, and then you beat the boss, and then you go to the next stage. There's only yep. five stages, and each one of these stages is not super long. But uh, in, in that regard, it is pretty similar to other rail shooters. Like, we played Panzer Dragoon. We played Panzer Dragoon yep. uh, Remake. It's it's very similar in gameplay to those. But where it really excels, we've mentioned the music, but also the visuals. And the, let me, the, let me the just visuals say... In the, the visuals in this game aged... Mm, so fucking fine like this game looks good now in my opinion like and uh like let me just say i feel like it looks better because it's on a uh, a dreamcast like this this yep. game matches an aesthetic that is this game matches a very unique aesthetic that like i guess you would classify as vaporwave today and like mm. in fact i'm really surprised that this game hasn't been like completely like taken by the vaporwave community because like it it matches like the aesthetic of just yeah, it's like, like ge- geological uh, not geological it's vector art. um yeah, like vector art. It, it reminds me of you know those two DDR characters that are like made out of springs. Is like yeah, if yeah. if a game aesthetic was made out of like those guys, it's um, it's more. It reminds me like the it's like OG asteroids, you know. Where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, and then um, like we didn't even talk about like what you are. I guess you are like a you start as like a blob, and then you turn into like a squiggly man, and then you turn into like a like all knowing like a super smooth guy, and then after that you're like. Uh, like a Buddhist monk, like you know, sitting Indian style, and then uh, you can like evolve into like a baby, like that's like in an orb of power. <laughs> like it, it's quite uh, uh like it, it, like the aesthetic is unmatched. Like it's 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 it's, it's vector it's and then like the uh the Windows uh music visualization from like Windows two thousand. It's yeah, it's it's really cool looking, and honestly, it. It doesn't try to be something that's like super realistic, and I feel like by of course it's like the opposite of realistic, and, and because of that, well, like it, the visuals actually age well because it looks like art. It doesn't look like they're trying to mimic yeah. something. Uh, it's it's definitely an art style versus like trying to make like a realistic three D graphics. Um, you you mentioned it's not necessarily uh, close to like real life or anything like that, but there's definitely them trying to um, emulate. Uh, real life aspects out of like the vector art and stuff like that you can kind of make out what they're trying to go for whether it's like a building um there's almost like a a sub theme of um like i don't want to say like ancient yeah like architecture like like pyramids like ancient i was gonna say like ancient egypt and stuff like that which i I think is a really cool aesthetic like they had like like like, uh the taj mahal type art and then like pyramids and then stuff like that i i feel like this game as a whole is like trying to tap into like the the inner emotions of of humanity and like because of that like it it uses some symbolism to really invoke that message i mean there is actually a plot to this game and we'll talk about that in a bit but like just going through these levels uh yeah i i would say i don't i didn't see anything about a fucking plot um i i, I will say i don't want to spoil it for anybody i think that the fifth level was my favorite oh by I think far the fourth 
the fourth uh, level boss was my favorite. That shit was so fucking cool. Let's actually get into the bosses for a bit. I think that, like, yeah. obvi- obviously, like, in terms of the the things that we're giving this game praise for, we're really talking about the visuals and the music. But I, I legitimately think this gameplay, especially because it's accessible, it's not like all these different rail shooters that, like, you yeah. literally have no idea what's going on. I thought this was probably the most fun rail shooter I've ever played. And part oh, of that really- was just these bosses were so unbelievably cool, not just from a visual standpoint, but, like, actually, like, facing them and like uh like the the different ways that you had to kill these bosses like it was just mm-hmm. so creative and i just enjoyed playing every second of this i i will say the third boss was significantly harder than every other boss in the game i actually took me three attempts to beat it which is a little annoying versus like everything else i did the first time i but, i thought um, that like it, some it, of the the weird aspects with some of these bosses was like that trying to i guess invoke a 3d plane on, on what otherwise is a relatively 2d game like uh having to turn around and stuff like that but, uh, yeah, which I th- I think this actually did 3D pretty well. Like I I went back into saying like the fourth boss was my favorite. It's basically like a um like amalgamation of particles like running through this like space, and you have to like go like 360 angles like behind walls like shooting at them like da 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 like to the music with the music getting more and more and more intense as you're like blowing things up and you're just like fucking jamming out like it, it's it's. <laughs> This game is, I don't want to say it's a good, like, it's gameplay or anything like that. Like, this is an experience. Like, this is a game that people need to experience to, like, understand. There's two aspects of that. Like, I feel like, one, back in the day, people weren't necessarily looking for experiences. They were looking for good games. Like, you, you, you go back in the day and you find a very, you find it very difficult to find games that are trying to give you, like, a really interesting experience versus, I don't know, like, almost like, Oh, this, this game is like an is, art piece. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there aren't that many games that consider themselves like art pieces, as in like even like Ocarina of Time. Like, one of the reasons why people love it so much is like it's a really expansive world, and there's like there's yep. so much you could do, and just like it's so impressive. Like e- even visually, but like at the same time, like it's impressive because of the the game versus like I wouldn't. Yeah, Ocarina of Time is like a, definitely an art piece in a way, but like this is this is something I could very much more easily see in a gallery versus something like uh, Ocarina of Time. I guess this is a reason I also like Luminous because it, it, I feel like um, Luminous borrows a lot from this as far as like the sound effects, like the music, things like that. Um, maybe even like the aesthetic to some degree that um, it, like the whole experience other than just the gameplay is so wonderful that you, you just keep coming back to it. Like, the, yeah. I, I, like, honestly, I can see myself playing this game again. And yeah, I, the the thing is, this game does have replayability. In fact, like we we both, I'm gonna guarantee, we didn't hundred percent the game on Dreamcast because no. uh, the, there's multiple different endings you could get, and it's based on your previous levels of like shoot down rate versus like uh, the the amount you've like like they're they're basically the better you do in a level, the higher score you get, and the more enemies you shoot down. That that makes it so you could either get a good ending, bad ending, or a mi- medium ending in a way. And I definitely didn't want to just like go ahead and play this game five times in a row for the podcast. Can I do can it. I come clean with something? Um, yeah, but I may so end the podcast early. I beat the fifth level boss. I did not see the ending though because after I got the message that said boss like completed, I got hit with a projectile and died. Okay, well, you most likely didn't actually get a good ending unless you 95% cleared every single other level. No, so. I got like 90, but I didn't get 95. Yeah, yeah. So, I so, never, so, I never, so I actually never saw like an ending because I died right when the boss died and said like, oh, completed, and then a projectile flew. Well, let's just me. say like you, you would have gotten a bad ending anyway because like ironically, like every single, like it doesn't matter that you beat the game. They don't give a shit unless you beat the game their way. So uh, okay. it, yeah. it, 
the whole game is is meant to be a little bit like because obviously if you get a game that's only like this game is short this game's only like an hour if you're okay if you're really bad at rail shooters it's maybe like a two-hour game but like they obviously can't sell that back in the day and like not get a bunch of really angry people even though they probably would love this game from start to finish honestly what i i kept thinking when i was playing this game because i had a dreamcast as a kid like i would have been blown away by this game i would have been like what absolutely what this is insane. I can't believe I'm playing this on my game, my Dreamcast. Cause, well, because the aesthetics are good. Like, the music is fucking phenomenal. Like, uh, so good. And, like, it, it honestly, like, I really respect Sega because we we played and both like Panzer Dragoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, like, another rail shooter made by Sega. And uh, that's, that's on their previous system, the Saturn. This game makes... Panzer Dragoon look like absolute dog shit. Like they they are yeah. so willing to immediately cannibalize their their like own like market in a way. And I I feel like they only care about improvement. They didn't necessarily care about sales. And I feel like that's why we have games like Res, which sold very ba- badly. And like I which, I don't know, no one's ever heard of Res. It it makes sense that it did. Um, this seems like one of those games. I feel like even most people that would play it nowadays would say like, wow, this is pretty sick. Maybe if they don't like the music. Yeah, but and I, I, know, I think I part of that, like this game, this game was given a chance more than other games that didn't sell well. Like there, there are so many different uh, iterations of Res. In fact, spoilers, we played another one, right? Yeah, we played a little bit of the one that was on Steam, which is like a remaster or remake, uh, Res Infinity, which uh, in, actually adds some new modes and uh, achievements and things like that to the original game. But uh, I, th- I think, and I, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I think that now that we've we've talked about, it, I, I think that honestly. It just further emphasized how much better this was as, as a Dreamcast game than like every yep, other. Dream- I will agree. Like, so the thing is, like, Res Infinite, I think it has a mistake in that it really emphasizes the fact that it's a remake of Res more than the other features it has. And when you're playing Res Infinite, like, sure, the graphics are a lot more clean, and like, it's obviously made for a uh, a modern audience, like the 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 remake of the original game. But I, I don't feel think like it has the same uh, oomph. It like it like reinvents the aesthetic, so to speak. I want to say, yeah, it's not exactly one to one, but I feel like the the fuzziness in a way and the limitations from the Dreamcast actually improve the the graphics in a way because like mm. it it makes it feel like it's actually from like a retro futurist uh like standpoint versus like now you're just like actually trying to you're trying too hard in in a way it's it's kind of insane how like clean the original one it looks though compared to like a lot of their um peers from like the same era like we can look at like games like panzer dragoon that's like oh this is super fun but like look at the original graphics like these look like these are ultra pixelated like hard to read like stuff like that versus like this is like so smooth and to be fair it's like five years apart this is this is like 2001 actually versus 1996 oh okay 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 yeah Yeah, i i didn't realize that my apologies no i I, I was gonna mention the the comparison but um the aesthetics of this is just it's unmatched it looks so good it looks so good and like i just back on the remake, like we both played the the new level that they made for yeah, Res, right? Level What's it? X or Area something? X yeah. is what they call it. And like I feel like what they should have done in Res Infinite is they should have just scrapped the entire uh, Res remake and just made an entirely new sequel to Res in the style of yeah. Area X because Area X. I think, like, I'm not going to say it's like... It was cool. It was fucking dope. I'm not going to say it's make it makes it worth 15 bucks or how much, however much uh, Res Infinite costs, because it's only one level, and the level lasts about 15 minutes. But I legitimately, like, I, I think that Area X is the clear evolution in, like, the Res series in terms yep. of, like, a, Absolutely. A, a graphical upgrade. Because, like, the series is very aesthetically based. And Absolutely. It was a new, modern take 
on what made Res cool. Yeah, the, the it, problem it changed is, the gameplay up a little bit in, in the sense that um, you weren't just on a rail. You kind of had free roam to like move around a space to dictate your speed, to go back and stuff like that. Uh, the gameplay is very, very similar, but just like how you dealt with the environments, uh, the way you moved around, and like the different variety of enemies, just like took it to an entirely new level, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, I just wish I had more game regarding Area X. I mean, the thing is, like, if you yeah, didn't realize uh, from from like the the messages on the game itself and in Steam, like Area X was made as a VR. The whole Res Infinite is a VR experience. I will just say, if I played Res the original or Area X, I would definitely puke everywhere because uh, this yeah. game is too much I, visual stimulation but i think that some of the the like gameplay uh changes were definitely to cater to that vr audience yeah uh and the music was good it's another just uh you know eye candy with the music being good you know i, I feel it was less less aesthetic than the original because like you said like the dreamcast just kind of makes it feel a certain type of way Versus uh, this is, yeah, definitely more, like, catered to, like, a VR audience and stuff like that. But I I would love to play an entire game of just stuff that's level X. Yeah, Area or X. City, I, Area X, City <laughs> X, whatever. I mean, on the topic of, like, you, I, us both puking if this game was in VR, I was surprised that, like, the, the visuals in this game didn't, like, give you a little bit of motion sickness. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, not so much. Um, Reminded me of Space Giraffe. Uh, sorry, uh, no, Space Giraffe, not Giraffe Town. I always get this confused. Space Draft was different just because how everything's coming at you, I guess. I don't know. This one didn't make me sick, though. I I feel like Res, in general, like, it, it's made me really, maybe even appreciate the rail shooter genre more than I used to. Like, I feel like Panzer Dragoon I liked, but, like, Res, I, with Res, I think I, I leg- legitimately say I, I enjoy rail shooters. I was more neutral on them before. They're, they're, they're fun, right? Yeah. I, I The thing is, I don't know any other rail shooters besides Panzer Dragoon. And, I, I uh, can't think of any myself, but. Yeah. Well, I would, like. Mm, I feel like some arcade games. I feel like time time splitters is not a real shooter. The the the, the Aerosmith game. Yeah. Um. What? What? <laughs> you never played the Aerosmith game? I have not. I thought you were talking. I thought you were saying time splitters was the Aerosmith game. No, there's like an arcade game where you play as Aerosmith and you're like fighting aliens. It's a real shooter. I guess yeah. Like ninety percent of like the the like uh, I this is unre- I'm I have not played the Aerosmith game and now I kind of want to. But like ninety percent of like the zombie based shooting games are on a rail, so those are all rail yeah. shooters, and I think they're only okay. I just want to play. Sh- this- shoutouts to Typing of the Dead. Yeah, shoutouts to Typing of the Dead. Shoutouts to the developer for this game. What's his name? I don't know. Shoutouts to. Tetsuya Mizaguchi, who made so many dope ass games. He made he made Sega Rally. He made Space Channel Five. He made Shenmue. He made Res. He made Luminous. It, it, it just seems like very Medios. like it, it just it's so funny. Like every single game was like super uh, like adventurous. You know kind of like going against the grain for like the traditional you know like platform or whatever and every single time it was like magical. You I know? mean, most recent game by the developer who made Res. Tetris Effect, which is pretty good, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I So, honestly, um, uh, one of the more underrated games that this person's made, Every Extend Extra Extreme, I played that game for so many hours on 360 when it came I've out. I've never played it, but I hear good things about it. So. I'm not sure if you could actually play it. Like, it's one of those Xbox 360 games that, like, is only available that, on like, the marketplace. Lost the time, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I have access to it, so maybe I'll play it, but... Uh, I'm sure I could find it somehow. What were you saying? Um, final thoughts on Res? No, I, I, I think I was saying that um, like a lot of the games he he created were just quite adventurous. Go against the grain is all. I think I all I said. Final thoughts on Res is that like we have a very good start to to 2022. I I, I guess last this year game we took did me off too, guard. but uh, yeah, this game took me off guard. I I honestly I expected it to be good. I didn't expect like 
there are people who called this anything about it. There are people who called this the best game of all time, and I'm not sure if I would agree with that. But I would say this is easily in the 90 to 100 range. I don't I don't know where it lands. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, do you have like a specific moment you can think of where you're like, all right, I fucking love this? When it, the fifth level, which is like a weird introspective look on the world and I guess video games in general, it gets like it, there's like it gets philosophical. But when when like the lyrics drop in the song and I'm like, is this Aesop Rock? You know, the guy who makes the song None Shall Pass? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it sounds exactly like him. I'm like, oh shit, this game's dope. And uh, anyway, for me, it was literally like uh, on like the third stage of the first level, like because we mentioned before, like the stages change and the music just gets more intense and the enemies get more intense. Like I'm sitting there fucking bopping, like doom, 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 like shooting things. Like I'm like, I'm digging this man. <laughs> I was on board nearly immediately playing this game. I was like, I don't know what this is. And then, like, I was like, oh, this is a rail shooter. And then, like, yeah, around – because I think the first, like, two levels in the first area, it's kind of, like, very minimalist. And all of a sudden, you're You're basically – You're like, what are you doing? It's it's like – you know those roller coasters like the, where you like start on a track like the, and then everything's it like you? changing around you with like the visuals and you're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely an experience that you immediately jump into. It's not, dis- it's not distracting either. Yeah, I – I I love Res. I I really 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 I, enjoy I this game. I, I'm I, like I'm very very happy we played this. Like this is easily like a top ten game for me that we've played on the podcast, and it's a random game from the Dreamcast that most people haven't heard of. Like play Res. Like you yeah, would probably I, I enjoy mean, it. I, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just sad that like more people like not only do a lot of people just not know this exists, but like even the people who do know it exists, like uh like I I feel like no one talks about it. Like this game is so unbelievably underrated maybe it was just made too soon like i i see that like contemporary reviews call it too short and things like that and now we are finally in the age of uh like people wanting full price short games and i feel like if it just came out now in a way it would have been like so much more popular obviously it couldn't it was a product of actually i disagree because i think it's a product of our their time like uh, I, I think that we liked it very much because of the aesthetic and like the like you said, you, it's almost like vaporwave because it's for the Dreamcast. Yes. Okay. Correction. I, I feel like if people had the same mentality they had about video games back in the day, it would have done very, very, very well. But I feel like the fact of the matter is, it's a weirdly like it's almost it's almost like an indie game, and it's too expensive in a way. Like it it yeah. it doesn't match the aesthetic like people expected. And it's a little too pricey for the amount of gameplay it has. But like now, now honestly, you see people who want games that are short that cost like thirty to sixty dollars because they have too many video games in their backlog, and they're willing to pay for short but really well produced experiences that actually have the same amount of effort as like a triple A AAA title. As like I don't, everyone I know does not want an eighty hour experience anymore. They're just sick. No, of it. we just don't have time for it. Yeah. So spoilers for next week. <laughs> Spoilers, definitely. Um, yeah, I I had to quit my job in order to play this week's podcast game. I hope that Dana's happy, and uh, that's that's it. I'm finished as a human being. Yeah, I love this game. Like I I, I this is like as a special place in my heart, and I from about my heart, I appreciate you making me play this because this is like a favorite game of mine now. Friendship. What else is new? Your face. You go oh, doodles. Look at doodles. Isn't that like the perfect little thing? Yeah, I'm surprised that like Doodles immediate like do cats just know it's for them? Well, yeah, I guess. But, like, like it's it not com- like covered in catnip and litter. Like how do they just know? Well, because it's comfortable and they can lay on it. That's all that matters. I guess. 
it's like cats are just like attracted to it, you know? Like if you have like a He's like couch. looking around all over the place for that laser. Well, you could just like set the laser well, up. Well, it's like, do you, a... I mean, if you get a couch, you know it's for you, right? Yeah, but I'm buying the couch. It's not like someone put a couch and I just don't question it and then they use it. I mean, if you're a cat, maybe you would. Yeah, I guess, but I'm not. Can I show you some other cool stuff I got? Yeah. Um, I bought that giant you bought the Kaido? Kaido statue. You're going to be very upset when Kaido gets canceled in a couple of chapters. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to really... Mean, I, would, really I like... honestly <laughs> would not be surprised. This thing is like 20 pounds. This thing is so fucking heavy. <laughs> That's how they defeat Kaido? He says a racial slur and... He no says a to... racial slur and they just fucking... Like, Kaido, this isn't cool. Like His entire like team Crew just leaves, leaves him. Like, yeah. That's... I mean, uh, I mean, I I would think Big Big Mom would have a problem with it since she's so like inclusive and stuff. There's some, there's a lot of racists in One Piece. Wasn't Don Flamingo a racist? Well, he's like a noble racist. There's, there's it's kind of racist. Yeah, I'm gonna put this down. But uh, I mean, can, can you actually tell me about this like other live stream fail thing I linked to you about the twenty five thousand dollar card? I don't really get this. Wait, which one? Backyard Breakers pulls a twenty five thousand dollar card, and then they say it's too expensive. It was for a giveaway, and then they like they basically reneged on the promise to basically give away this twenty five thousand dollar card. They deleted uh, it apparently. They were giving away contents from a box to viewers. They pulled a card worth twenty five thousand dollars and said they would give away something else in return because the thing they it's too pricey to give away. It's fucking scummy. Yeah. That's the whole reason why people want to be part of these giveaways to like potentially get something that's worth a lot of money. I totally use this as like a, a transition into a, a couple other topics that we have that you want to talk about, I know. But I don't even – what even is – is there a mirror on this? Because they deleted it. All right. Okay. People uploaded to YouTube. All right. Um, let me see if I can find... These are the exact type of people I would see to... Like, that hairdo is exactly the type of people I would not oh, it's, trust. It's sport. it's sports stuff. That's the problem. He's like... Would you trust anyone with that haircut? No. I don't even get it. Is he, like, intentionally, like, balding himself in the middle to have that part? Who knows? So here's the problem. Like, are you aware what breaking means? No. Bre breaking is basically a term in the trading card community where people buy... Uh, packs from an own open box. So typically, random everyday packs you buy individual of from wherever your source is isn't going to have any seeded pull rate or anything like that. They're just random ass packs. But when you have a sealed booster box of something, uh, there's typically a guaranteed seeded amount of good cards. So uh, people will do booster breaks and you can buy like two, three packs for it and they'll open it live and then send you the, like all the hits oh, or something okay. like that. Or, uh, and that's what they were doing here. Like someone paid for this pack. Like someone paid money to have this pack open for them. And they're like, oh, we're not going to give it to you. Yeah, that sounds like nearly illegal. <laughs> I, I bet like yeah, no, it, the, the thing is, uh, this is probably done on such a small scale that like, and also the fact of the matter is like $25,000 is more than small claims court. I'm pretty sure. So like they would have to get so like a team of lawyers to actually like get this result. So and I feel the like problem most people is it's a, it's a legal gray area. Like it's technically considered games of chance so like uh it, it's in this gray area what's technically not allowed but it is so it's kind of like it's kind of like going to like the police and saying like oh my drug dealer stole like oh my my customer stole money i'm a drug dealer like stuff like that like you're not gonna really self-incriminate yourself i i don't get how it's really illegal though because like people buy and sell cars it, it's like gambling in a way but like if you just bought these packs what what's stopping a normal person from buying these packs just like you have to buy uh, booster set no, it's and that's like, worth it's, a lot of money it's it's a thought that's for yourself though it's like it's games of chance though maybe it's just like facebook and like ebay and like online tos like most websites will disallow you from doing this I, i'm not sure the form in which they are doing this they're literally called 
um, backyard breaks. Like they're, they're that's their whole spiel is that they break cards to you know you buy packs and then they break them and sell them and stuff like that because you can make a decent amount of profit. Yeah, I just feel like if it's something against TOS, I would I would rather win twenty five thousand dollars and and break Facebook's TOS that or Twitter's TOS than uh. Than the opposite. I don't know. You're the one who was banned from Twitter, so maybe you think that your Twitter account's worth more than $25,000. I don't know. How much would you pay to get... Like, hypothetically, if they had a certain amount to get you unbanned from Twitter, otherwise you would be banned from Twitter forever, how much would you actually pay to realistically get your account back? To be honest, I, nothing. Now, my World of Warcraft account, on the other hand, I would pay... You've offered, like, $10,000. Yeah, I would. I would, I would donate $10,000 to charity easily to get my account back. Not to um, not to Blizzard. No, these, these guys are these guys are fucking scam, uh, scumbags, though. Um, I would absolutely like to look into more research about this because I this is the first time I'm hearing it. I people it have done. You. I sent it to you a couple days ago. How dare you? People dare have done you? breaks in the past where certain. So, like for example, um, Pokemon. They did a booster bake. It was like base set, um, and it ended up being an air. So there's like a one in like hundred thousand box chance of it being like an error box and they opened it and it was an error box which makes it worth like 50 times the price as soon as it was open uh live on the break the guy went hey i'm gonna refund everybody this is an error box which i think is a different situation than just only because i opened a specific card uh i'm not gonna give it out you know i feel like that's genuinely it's in the same ballpark i think that like even the act of refunding it's a little bit more goodwill however it's still relatively scummy and that like the whole the whole point of doing things like this and leaving it up to chance is in case of an ultra rare scenario you make the big bucks versus your tiny tiny little well, bet. I, I guess the the difference is that like this is something that's like inherently in something that you can get versus like an error box that's like not something that's supposed to happen. I don't know. I feel like if you're purchasing a a small chance at a big prize like if if there is such an astronomically low odd that it's an even bigger prize, that doesn't – the same concept still applies. You still bought into that hoping to get something very large. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, these guys will never, ever, 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 ever be able to do this ever again because no one's ever going to trust them. So this is what happens. Fuck I would – people. Again, I would, I would never trust anyone with that haircut. But, I mean, it makes sense that, like, p- people of the same cloth, I guess. You're the one who knows more about the situation, but let's actually get into the big news. Let's get into the Pauls. Because, of course, we, yeah, we were so, so successful in, for some reason, we had our most popular clip of all time. Not of all time. We had our most popular clip in the past couple of months. And, of, of course, it was clickbaiting large streamers. So now we got to clickbait the large YouTubers. What what happened so in the world I'm of actually, the polls? I'm actually going to start it uh, as twofold. For one, um, I guess it's more Pokemon-related news. I went back to work, and uh, I opened one pack, my very first pack, while back at work. And I pulled a gun. A gun? No, it's a Umbreon V Max. It's a two hundred dollar card. Okay, that's pretty good. So this is a uh, what PSA uh, is that very, right in your hand? Uh, this is probably a nine. It, it's too off center to get a ten, but uh, I'm not gonna grade it. This is like it's just going in personal collection. It was very cool. It's just like the one about one pack after being back after being out of work for like three weeks uh, due to COVID, and I pulled a two hundred dollar card, so it felt pretty good. And yet, if I the- was like, oh. I, I did my I did my first scratch off after a while, and I, I won thirty bucks. You'd be like, "Wow, a little bit into gambling, huh?" Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it's literally gambling for children. Speaking of scratch off tickets, I did open uh, do uh, five scratch off tickets. My mom gave me them for uh, Christmas, and 
I didn't get anything. Yeah, that's that's how scratch offs go. For, I, I'm still up. I think I won like a hundred dollars on my my first or second scratch off ever, and uh, like I just. I've lost more money since then, but I do it, like, once every couple of years, so right now I'm still ahead. Pretty badass, my, I know. My mom likes to get all of us, uh, like, five scratch-off tickets for Christmas. So. All right, so so getting back into it, Jake Paul did a bunch of scratch-offs. Yeah, so here, this is actually, like, a huge, huge, huge story. So those who don't know, Jake, Jake or Logan? Paul, I, I was literally <laughs> just thinking about that in my head. I think it's Logan, I, actually. Like, to me, they're, like, one person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Logan Paul. Logan's the the Pokemon guy. He was the Charizard guy. I, uh, I but I, I genuinely yeah, don't Paul. know enough about either of them to to make the difference. Okay, so basically what happened was Logan Paul spent three point five million dollars on a sealed case of base set boosters uh, for Pokemon uh, first ed uh, packs. What that means is that this is like a sealed case from the factory when it was printed in like nineteen ninety eight. There's literally only one other in existence right now, which is currently owned by a uh, Charizard guy, Gary. He's a big guy in the Pokemon scene. He's like every Charizard PSA 10 and stuff like that. He's a scumbag, but I'm not going to get into it right here. And it turned out... Yeah. No, he like intentionally damages cards when uh, he gets influencers to like open product for him, so it doesn't degrade his cards. But that's besides the point. Lo and behold, the box ended up being fake when they opened it to confirmed. The problem is, is that everybody knew it was fake like months before this all went down. What, just due to the fact that there isn't enough supply? No, it's so there's a million telltale signs looking at the box. And when you trace it back to where its origins came from, it was super obvious. So, so you mean you mean by box like an actual cardboard box like you'd receive an Amazon package in, correct, right? Not like each correct. individual card. Correct. Like the, like the cardboard box. Like when I say sealed case, this is like a sealed box of six booster boxes. Or it might be eight. I, I forget how they used to do it right now. And this was sealed in tape and factory sealed. For one, the tape was all fucked up. the The label had like the wrong skew for the item on it. It was in a weird font. It looked too new. Uh, and you could actually trace the box back to a sale, I believe, sometime last year, which some guy posted on eBay, and everyone said it looked super sketchy, so no one bought it. And then someone bought it for sixty thousand dollars just because, oh, I could take a chance on a base set booster box, which he sold it to someone else, who sold it to someone else, who ended up selling it to Logan Paul. So um, e- even in this ridiculous scenario where it's like most likely fake i feel like there has to be some criminal li- liability and like the fact that someone sold him a faulty product and it, sure he was an idiot for spending 3.5 million dollars but like it he was sold a product that was deemed real like where where does the fault entirely lie here so the, the person he bought it from went to him to with him to open it so he so here's the here's the here's the problem here's the breakdown with the whole entire issue there's a problem with influencers getting into these hobbies and the people that they quote unquote go to that are quote to say they're experts are not really experts and have no uh stake in the game at all whatsoever these are just yes men who say like oh yeah this is authenticated this is this this is that who don't know anything about it and uh people like logan paul unfortunately get duped this really really sucks because this is going to be like a historic thing and uh it ended up being filled with gi joe cards <laughs> i mean that's are they worth a lot did he get the gi joe no, cards they're... rated no, they're they're fucking useless, and it really really sucks. You you uh, think that no... now, but but what is it? What is a what's that one series? Cobra Ken, is that a thing? Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, yeah. Cobra Ken. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything Barbie? about GI Joe. Knows any? Nor nor does anyone else. That's why this is not worth a lot of money. But 
Cobra Kai. It's going to get super popular, and then they got Shang-Chi. I had G.I. Joe toys as a kid. I, Shang-Chi, is that it? I, I don't fucking know. I think that's Marvel. Okay. Well, anyway, what I'm trying to say is that he may have gotten the investment of the century. $3.5 is going to be cheap in the grand scheme of things. I don't think so. It, That's it my really take on sucks. this. Uh, I, I don't think that those cards are going to be worth fucking anything. And then it was filled like a bunch of fake Pokemon cards. But it's like I said, at like the community, every single post everywhere you looked uh, on like the Pokemon groups and stuff like that, we're all talking about how the, everyone knew it was fake. But prior to this happening, so um, it's going to be interesting to see like how he gets his money back, if he can, where the buck stops or whatever. Well, three, um, he spent three point five million dollars, and I think that's an alarming. F- so, I obviously some of it, some of the actual price is tied to the perceived value of the cards, right? It can't all be labor costs. It has nothing to do with the price of the cards. You could open up every box, and every single box has the best cards possible, and you would not make your money back. Where does the three point five million dollars come from? It's because it's a sealed case. Those don't exist. No, but like where. What is the itemization of the $3.5 million to say, like, why? how is so, their so, so, labor worth $3.5 million? What is that figure tied to? Um, so, so it's just the value of a first edition booster box. So it's like a sealed booster box itself is worth more than the contents of it because you can get the cards from people. People have opened stuff and graded them and stuff like that. You cannot get a sealed, factory sealed version so, of this. They don't exist exist anymore i thought it was that and he spent 3.5 million dollars on grading he spent 3.5 million dollars on the box on the box okay i i completely misread that <laughs> oops that's yeah nothing, that's a good podcast nothing, for was, you. nothing was graded at all whatsoever this is okay. like a sealed case like just a box oh okay um, you may have looked into um how he got it authenticated okay um, i think that was it and basically he, he went to some chicago service and they like yeah authenticated is real it's some random ass company no one's ever heard of once again a bunch of yes men a bunch of people with no stake in the game saying they know things about things when they really really don't you know like these companies have been quoted in the past year saying i don't know shit about pokemon yet they're the people that you know authenticate this for logan paul yeah it really sucks and uh i'd be interested to see how this ends up playing out if he gets his money back or what but I know you have skin in the game, but I just find this hilarious, so I don't really think it sucks. Then again, if I lost $3.5 million, I probably would think that sucks too, so I reap what I sow. I mean, when I, I get $3.5 million and I like, spend it all I'm just trying to think of a um, like, uh, no comparison. Like, like, this is like the ultimate collectible. This is like the holy grail of collectibles in the hobby. Like, have you been watching a lot of Pawn Stars on recommended YouTube videos? No, fuck Pawn Stars. I okay, I don't... <laughs> So I, I guess I have been watching a little too much because like my recommended, I don't know, one day, you know, YouTube is like, you know what, today we're going to recommend only Pawn Star related content on every video you watch. Like, I don't even, I wasn't even watching anything related to Are Pawn. Are streaming Any, it on Twitch? No, I wasn't. I, I, yeah, everyone's just streaming Pawn Stars now. I know Gordon Ramsay says it's actually fine or whatever. That's it, a whole different no, ball he, game. No, he actually, he actually didn't say it was fine. Well, no, uh, the the DMCA that uh, Hassan got was fake apparently, and, yeah. and he just came back to it. So he didn't say he said it wasn't fine, but he's not actively going against people. What I'm trying to yeah, say yeah. is that like I've been watching too much Pawn Stars, and like I guess I watched like seven videos in a row. They're like top ten holy grails on Pawn Stars. So yeah, I, you you saying this is the holy grail of Pokemon? It's like, yep, you you are Mister Pawn, Mister Star. No, it, it, I guess it's mostly I hate Pawn Stars because they like are it's like fake as shit. It's obviously fake as I, I feel they like. Don't know sh- I feel like no one could actually watch it and think it's real. Like no one's gonna come in and be like, "Are you kidding me? Like, are, do you 
understand what country we are in and how this stupid is, fucking this people is, are. Um, this is actually skin tissue from Jesus Christ himself. This has been passed along through 95 yeah. <laughs> generations of my family, and I want to sell it for $5,000 yeah, so I can is, get a vacation is, for my is, kids. This is King Tut's foreskin. Yeah, it's... It, it's cherry These people flavored. wouldn't be selling it, especially at the low prices. It's like, this, this is a... This patch, only three of them exist. And it said that if you own this patch, it blesses your family. This is a family heirloom. My fa- my father said, never well, sell yeah, this no to anyone ever. no one gives a fuck about that but random-ass boomers. Like, well, people give a shit about Pokemon. But, uh, <laughs> like, four people give a shit about Pokemon. And they all happen to have $10 million. That's why they're all so much money. Well, I was about to rip my shirt off <laughs> just in anger, but I didn't. Anyone who plays Pokemon... Probably has some crimes to solve. That's right. I'm transitioning into our no Pokemon, Pokemon Go related scenario. Have you heard about this? This is actually hysterical. Once you get into like the court documents yeah. of like the whole case, so basically what happened was that uh, two police officers were caught playing Pokemon Go like on the clock. I'm not sure if there was like a crime in. Um... There was a um, no. They they. they... The reason why they got in trouble and eventually got fired was because they failed to respond to a robbery in progress. They were, yeah, they were catching they were a playing Pokemon Go. Not not just playing Pokemon uh, it, Go. The the court document said like they they had a one in a lifetime opportunity to catch a Snorlax. It's not even that rare. Like you, I find <laughs> Snorlax like today. You better convince the jury that it's rare when when you're no. not solving a robbery in order to get your your Snorlax. Uh, that better be the I, I, like, the for, best. I, EVs on a Snorlax I've ever seen, you know? IVs, but yeah. I thought EV training was a thing. That's for the video games. IV is Pokemon Go. IV is a type poison, but continue. What? IV? What? Poison Intravenous? Ivy. Dumb. It was a dumb joke. I, worry about it. Oh my god, I want to die um, in a video wanna game. Want to But um, just reading... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just reading like the court documents like briefly just the terminology they used to have to like explain like these ultra nerdy uh con not contents conflicts con um concepts to like jurors and stuff like that is absolutely hilarious like trying to explain to them like what rarity means what pokemon are and stuff like that i feel like that's like half of like cases involving either entertainment or like digital things is just like explaining to like boomers that like what the fuck any of this is because how could they ever know you know yeah, I, it's like I I want to know the age of these judge or well I want to know the age of everyone involved because I feel like that's necessary to like even find out how hilarious this is like if, if this is like a sixty five year old judge and like a, a twenty five year old uh, guy that's hilarious but it's also equally hilarious if this is like a forty five year old police officer who just got into Pokemon Go and he's booming his way uh, I mean I I feel like it almost to has be honest, to be someone that, that older. Makes a lot, that makes a lot more sense because they're like oh I have the ultra rare Snorlax when that's not really that rare. Yeah, I I, I would I would think that's like something that like a boomer who's happened to get into Pokemon Go would like say it's like oh this to be this fair a lot of older people. <laughs> um, a lot of older people have actually gotten to Pokemon Go because like really good exercise. It's a, it's a popular game. Well, I, it's for, it's, it transcends it's, all ages. Yeah, it definitely does. A lot of parents are like super into it, even more than their kids because they use it as a way to like hang out with their kids. You like walk around. It has like uh, points of interest, and when you click on it, it'll say like a blurb around you know a certain thing. Like, oh, this was a lamp post created in you know, 1908 to commemorate blah blah blah, like that kind of stuff. And it's it's kind of cool. Um, 
but yeah, no, the, it, it's absolutely hysterical. I want to look into see it, the case a little bit more to see like how old they are and things like that. So I, like a, I'm the not sure if that information is public. We'll have to catch up on that when it when it finishes out. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's pretty much all the controversy that we have for this week. There can't be anything else, right? There's, like, something tangential to uh, Blizzard as usual. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, so LEGO has basically, they're reevaluating their partnership with Blizzard due to the allegations and stuff like that. And there was supposed to be an Overwatch 2 line of LEGOs that actually looks super fucking dope coming out. How much, uh, like $400 for a set? Let me tell you, people say this about Lego. Lego's gotten so much cheaper for these awesome fucking sets. I, I work at a mall. Every time I, I see full-grown adults come in with these giant Lego sets, it's like, yeah, this is like 150 bucks for like this giant-ass thing. I mean, to, to be fair, I think that everyone that complains about Lego prices literally never bought Lego. Like, they were kids, and their, their parents bought Legos. Exactly. And they they, and they, they, they could have been expensive. more expensive, and now they're cheaper, and we wouldn't know the difference. The only thing yeah. I'm referencing is, like, oh, I might look into that Lego NES, and it was, like, $230. And I'm like, oh, this is not happening. It's cool. It's cool, though. It is cool, but, like, it's not $230 cool. I'll say that um, But to, to go back to the topic at hand... So yeah, it, it, it may be delayed or not come out at all because, like they said, they're reevaluating their relationship with Blizzard, uh, as they are strenuously dealing with a controversy, as we have stated multiple times. And we'll see. So I, I think maybe delayed is is an understatement. It's almost definitely delayed because the it was supposed to come out February first, and they paused production. Oh no, to... it's absolutely delayed. Is it going to be delayed or permanently halted? Is oh, like okay. the question. Okay. I mean, the thing is, as far as I like, I guess I. Like I guess they have to do it, but it's not like the the figurine sexually assaulted anyone, right? No, but at the same time, it's also like who the fuck cares about Overwatch? So it's like well, maybe it's like I feel like Overwatch too still has a lot of people that really want to. to... Mm. I I still feel like people like there's more people who at this point are pissed that Overwatch two isn't coming out, but there's still a ton of people who would be very excited to play it, regardless of how Blizzard is as a company, which is a terrible company. Let's just say that I'm not much. even talking about that. I I just like. Overwatch is like, as far as I'm considering, a dead license. XQC still has OW in his name, so it can't be dead. No, he, doesn't. he doesn't. He's just XQC now. Yeah, he hasn't had that in his name for like two years. Twitch.tv slash XQC OW. That's his name. This thing just says XQC though. I'll that might it. just be his. Um, wait, what the fuck? I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the biggest XQC fan on the planet. That's how I don't it think is. He's played Overwatch in like <laughs> five years. It's still in his name, so it's relevant. It's like you're relevant. It's like if your name was like Sphinctus HS, I would, I that would mean Her, Hearthstone's not dead. Actually, Hearthstone isn't dead. Hearthstone's gonna be living till the end of time, basically. I, I oh, when was the last time you played Hearthstone? I, I actively made my like I would be playing Hearthstone every single day if I didn't actively make myself stop playing it because it was just like a big waste of my own time. So that's an unfair comparison because it's not like I don't want to play Hearthstone. I have to actively make myself not because I got to read and then I don't read because I just like somehow I don't I don't understand. I'm so good at wasting time. It's amazing. I, I honestly yeah, I'm am, the same way. <laughs> it's I, I impressive. end up playing MapleStory or um, just CSGO, which in CSGO, I'm top 950 world. I'm yeah, kind of a big it deal was, it's, for surfing. There's no point in playing the podcast game when you could just be getting one level in CSGO, going from level 965 to 966, that's very important. Uh, you know, yep, becoming a becoming a productive member of this podcast, playing the podcast game, and uh, you know, making you it know, so I, we can I, have productive I conversation. About it, 
That's that's not important you know, anymore. I, th- I think we've had this level. conversation about fuck you. Okay, <laughs> I think we had this conversation before about like wasting time or like what's considered, um, you know, like bet- bettering yourself or whatever. And it's like I realize like gaming in general just makes me very very happy. So it's like yeah, maybe I'm not like bettering myself like career wise or you know as a on a personal level, but I very much so enjoy gaming. So. I mean, yeah, the thing is, like, obviously, I don't think gaming is a waste of time or else I would not have a gaming podcast. That's kind of a silly, <laughs> uh, silly scenario. But I there's there's like gaming and then like there's imagine if instead of reading there's gaming, yeah, there's gaming and then there's like me screaming gaming while drinking a monster. I don't even know what that means. But like there's there's like I feel like gaming is different than a lot of other mediums in that with a book, with a movie you generally get the experience and then you like find new experiences to help make you grow versus like you could play the same game every single day for the rest of your life. I Yeah, you could technically watch the same movie. You could technically read the same book every single day for the rest of your life, but it's a significantly less fulfilling experience. Than, like some games, like they are designed I, that, that you only play them. For me, it's fulfilling though. No, I, and I'm not saying happy. it's not fulfilling. I like I, I genuinely think that like in some games, like the fulfilling nature of them only comes out after hour 200 after hour 300 and i think that's great but like i just feel that like with gaming i just want to have i want to have all these different experiences and i feel like for the longest time one of the reasons why why we started this podcast in the first place i think both of us just like we saw our backlog of games getting higher and higher and larger and larger it's like yeah like 40 and 50 games larger and larger same game every day yeah and it's like oh i want to play these games but like i just i just and it's like you want to play these games, then the window of opportunity to actually have a legitimate conversation about them like goes out the window because it's like yeah, no one gives, cares about what like Firewatch anymore, like any of these like games that used to be popular. <laughs> and it's I just want to play the, the fuck games. is Firewatch. Firewatch was a uh, it's it was like a RPG. It's on my list. Maybe I'll pick it in twenty twenty two. Who knows? Maybe. Find out next time. Is it Firewatch? It's probably not because it's um, Danish choice. Andre. Is Andre going to pick Firewatch? Yeah. Probably not. Because I already know what he picked, and it's not Firewatch. But who knows? Well, you don't have to let them know. It's I, I, to be a secret. I'm supposed to not let them know that it's not Firewatch. Is that a spoiler? If someone was like, yeah. if someone was like, oh, did I, I, uh, I saw the new, the new Marvel movie. It's like, oh, how? Don't spoil it for me. It's like, oh, it wasn't Citizen Kane. Oh no, actually, I guess that's saying it's bad. It, oh. <laughs> Oh, it it was nothing like uh, Schindler's um, List. It's like, oh, I it, guess it, it, I, is that a spoiler? I, I, it's like I just there was think of like there's like one fan out there of us that you, you see that one picture from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of the guy like like crossing things out, like trying to find like the source. He's like, what game are they gonna play? Oh, you mean Charlie with uh, Pepe Silvia? Yeah. Yes. So it is it is definitely a spoiler to say that that Dana didn't pick Firewatch because someone's crossing it off their list to figure out what crossing we it off their list. I mean, we'll just have to see at this point. We'll have to. I don't want them to like get too we? many hints at this point. So I think we have to end it here before before they realize by deduction what you picked from those I'm three leaving. sentences. See ya. 